Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Ray, Ray, Ray! Yo, Charlamagne. Envy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now and he'll tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? Um. And what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I, I, I'm just saying I'm blessed, black and highly favored. Yes, sir. And I want to say, uh, you know, I'm typical, mediocre, average, and in the form of bigotry. Are you stuck in? Are you stuck in the? Uh, the what is it? The low expectations of bigotry? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, average to be a typical, mediocre, bigotry TSA worker. <laughs> well, we appreciate all the TSA workers, man. We definitely do. We definitely appreciate. Yeah, y'all. man. I just want to tell you guys, please do not be mad at us when we take your bottles of water away. Don't bring it on board. <laughs> Yeah, I hate, I hate it myself. I'll be behind somebody. They got a bottle of water in their bag. Like, come on. You never flew before. You know you can't have a, a bottle yeah, of water. Sometimes you forget. Man, they be taking the throw nuts, man. I want to pick up all the TSA workers across the world, man. Absolutely. Have a good one, brother. Hello, who's this? 
Hey, man, this is Trey, man. What's going on, DJ? Trey, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, look, I was just... First of all, I want to say, man, you're doing a great shit with the car, with the car show and everything. And, and I'm a car enthusiast myself. I build cars every year. I wanted to make it to the one in Houston, but I couldn't make it this year. What I'm kind of cars you build? Well, I build old school. Most of the time, it's G-bodies, you know, Malibu, Monte Carlo, Grand I'm look. Like I'm looking for a 70 Chevelle convertible. You got, you got something? Ooh, I ain't got nothing like that. My pop's got a 68 Chevelle. He's supposed to give me... When, uh, you know, when he, when he, well, don't on that one. He said, decide to leave us. Like, right. we got a choice. <laughs> right. Like, I'm gonna die today. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, what's, up to, what's up to Charlotte, man? man. Peace, I wanted Peace. to make it to your Black Effects podcast. My girl actually does a podcast called Bitches Doing a Goddamn. She's a parenting coach, a very intentional parent. So, well, y'all should follow her. She should be on the show one day, man. Okay. Her name on Instagram is Destiny with an I dot N. Destiny with an I dot N? Yeah. Destiny with an I dot N. She got like 400 and some thousand followers. She got a podcast. She got 1.5 million on TikTok. She did a TEDx talk um, this year. Okay. She got the number one selling parenting book on Amazon. I love it. Called Very Parent. And she cooking. Salute to her, yeah. man. Yeah, absolutely. Hope she don't leave you. Yeah. She got a show. She got a show on Ellen, too, man. They had an article on her at Essence Magazine. Oh, that's dope. I love the promotion yeah. that you are giving your lady. That's all. I'm Absolutely. Yeah, listen. Listen, she amazing. All right. Well, that's all you got for us today? Nigga's phone went up. Damn, Damn we lost it. hilarious, man. Oh, and we couldn't make it. What'd you say? She, <laughs> she, she, was for like she, she couldn't make it. She was hurt by it because she broke her foot the day before. Oh, we're doing it again next year. Black Effect Podcast Festival will be an annual event. We'll be back in Atlanta next year with it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yes, sir. But what I wanted to get off my chest was, man, oh, I've been winning the call to talk to y'all about people going to college. And they spend all this money in college. I'm a crane operator in Savannah, Georgia, at the port. Mm-hmm. And they paid me 70 grand for 10 months to train. So I did my training. They paid me to train. Right. And then now you go make six figures. You got guys that work with me that have been there for five years that make $200,000 a year and hold no student debt. Yeah, I mean, college isn't for everybody, right. but, you know, like I said, I, I enjoy yeah. my time in college, and, and I feel like if I didn't necessarily go to Hampton University, I don't think I would be as well-rounded and got me to the position that I was on radio if right. I didn't take that step. So, for me, I think it was worth it. Yeah, for some people, it's worth it, but a lot of kids, they don't know what they want to do, and they go and end up doing that, man. I think that's a real big rip Yeah. Because I originally became a, a boom crane operator where I traveled around. It cost me ten grand to go to school for three weeks. Wow. All right, brother. Well, thank yeah, you. I made 90 grand my first year. I respect that. I think everybody should go out there and learn a trade, man. Yeah, I think trades are great, too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Tanisha. Hey, Tanisha. Good morning. Good morning. I was calling because... Listening to our topic about people getting, not getting degrees and some people getting trades. Uh-huh. I got a, a business, uh, business computer technology degree. I never used. I went to trade schools for welding for ten weeks, and I've been welding five years. I'm structural pipe certified. Mm, wow! I make good money. Oh, welding make mad money. money. What, what school did you go to? Yeah, I went to Heinz Community College in Mississippi. I'm from Ballester, Mississippi. But I work at the second biggest shipyard in the U.S. I work at English Shipbuilding in Pasadena, Mississippi. And shout out to all blue-collar women. That's how, right. how much you yeah, make an hour? Right. 
Damn. I make thirty dollars an hour. No, that's right. Ooh, there you go, girl. Salute to all the welders. Salute to my homegirl Jordan. She a welder. She's a, she listens to the Breakfast Club all the time. Nah, I love it. I love I love the trades. And you'll always have a job, no matter what goes on in this world. Mm-hmm. They'll always need a welder. They'll always need somebody for HVAC. They'll always need somebody to, to fix cars and all that. And definitely healthcare. So it's salute to you, mama. life. Like you know what I'm saying? Definitely. I I, I encourage everybody to get them a trade because in my house, school, college might not be for my kids, but you definitely get a trade. Okay. And I That's wonder, right. I wonder how you, protected those jobs are against uh, artificial intelligence. I feel like jobs like that, you're gonna need human mm-hmm. hands always, yeah. right? Yeah. It's hard being a worker because there's so much stuff you gotta fix and do. It's it's a lot. Yeah. My shipyard, on my field got about eight thousand people, mm. and I work first shift. I'm going in now. All right. Well, shout out to all blue collar women. That's right. Have a great day, Congratulations, girl. I love it. Yeah. But even if they do try to get AI to do something like that, like I think they won't stop trying, but It'll, they'll just keep failing at it because it ain't no way. Yeah, That's imagine talk. I, I couldn't imagine talking to an AI uh, about trying to fix your car. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or right. even the AI about your healthcare. You know, taking, right. your, taking your blood pressure. What's wrong? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, and you ever you ever uh, try to call your bank and it's like press one. Yeah, if this is your problem. Press two. And you be like, yeah. that's none of my problems. Not, yeah. yeah. Now AI might help in the healthcare system, but no. you're still gonna need a human. You need a human. You're still gonna need a human yeah. there to but talk I, to and say I, what's wrong. I do think that's one of the places AI is gonna help. In, uh, as far as as far as the medical system, but you still gonna need a human. We need a human there, bro. Yeah. We need a human because every case ain't the same. No. Hello, who's this? Hey, I'm from Mullen, South Carolina. Hey, Avery, you Mullen, what's happening? Man, I was just calling to say, uh, why we gotta wait? Uh, somebody leave or quit or die, but somebody just received their flowers. Why? Who need to get their flowers? Well, I mean, like in general, like okay, like. You, Charlemagne, you know what I'm saying? Doing what you doing, you doing your thing, you know what I'm saying? Flowers down. Yeah, I agree. When people say that, you say you saying my name right now. Let, let him go. Oh my baby, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Give me the flowers. <laughs> You say what? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You said DJ Envy, you definitely need your flowers. Go ahead, bro. I'm listening. Oh, yeah. Because the, the, the work, the um, car shows, everything they try to do, I mean, like, Charlamagne, the mental health, everybody needs that mental health. Um, just, just let her her flowers, too. Yeah, she just just needs her flowers. <laughs> thank you. Now, thank you, bro. We appreciate call, you, bro. Kodak Black said, if they don't give me my flowers, I'm just going to take them out the dirt. Mm, I know, that's right. You know what I mean? That's what he said on Pistols and Pearls. I thought you was a soft girl. Yeah. I am. Why guess what soft girls listen to Kodak Black? You're doing guess a lot so hard, right now. Dude, so hard. <laughs> Don't rip no flowers out, no dirt, because ain't nobody giving you none. It's all right. <laughs> please. Don't mess up nobody garden. Please. <laughs> please give me the flowers. You just messing up people garden. Yes, take, please. Please somebody give me some flowers. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club on BET. And we got a special guest with us this morning. Big legend Capo. Capo is here. Jim Jones. What's up with y'all, man? What's up, Jim? Y'all still getting up hella early. (laughs) (laughs) Vamp life, you just going to sleep? Definitely. Definitely just definitely got an hour of sleep before I got here, but it's good. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, for for what it's worth, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, somebody told us today, and I, I, for, for whatever reason, I thought it was longer, but they said you've been in the game 20 years. More than that. That's what I feel like. I feel like it's more than 20, right? Cam got signed in 97. Yeah. You know what I mean? And before that, we was outside. So we've been outside for a long time, but yeah, we signed started in 97. So what's that? Uh, 
26 years. 26 years. 26 years. Still making quality music. Mm-hmm. I feel like nostalgia's back. It is. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's it was a classic, timeless era, so it feel like it never left. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a whole new generation on that wave. Especially with, with, with Dipset. Well, music always goes. Music is 360, like everything else in life. But goals come back around and things like that. And with New York music, it's different from anybody else's music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So we got, like, our own sound sonically and things like that. And just to hear like the people starting to rap again and then going on aggressive beats and things like that it makes me feel it makes me feel good. Right? You know, we we we've been out the loop musically for a long time, mm-hmm. and right now it feels good to see the resurgence that we have when it comes to us getting inside the musical race. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the artists that's popping out here right now and, and putting on for New York City. I tip my hat to you. I know it ain't easy. Yeah, what it, feel, it feels like nobody can perform in Harlem now without bringing uh, somebody. The whole <laughs> dip set out. We actually was in the building the other night when Cam was performing. Oh, you was there? Okay, okay. Me and Joels was in the crowd watching the show. We came out to uh, support mysteriously. Cam came out. Did you know Cam was coming out or was it a surprise to you too? Super surprised. Everything with Cam to me is a surprise. I don't got no, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It ain't like it used to. It ain't like I know what his moves is and things like that, you know? Wish my best, wish the best to him in all his endeavors and things like that. I see he's doing a sports show right now. Y'all got the craziest relationship because I swear, sometimes I feel like Dipset's on tour, everything is good, and then it's like, no, nah, I had no idea he was coming out. Because even with the Drake, it all came out together for the Drake show. Mm-hmm. And how was that when, when Drake reached out and called and said he, he wanted y'all guys to be a part of it? Um, That was dope. Shout out to Drake, shout out to Chubbs. I got a great relationship with him. I got to speak to them early about that. And um, I think I put it out there yeah, You're coming to Harlem, bro He's like, oh, we gotta go up um, Shout out to them boys That was a hell of a moment mm-hmm. uh, For for us, for Diplomats, for Harlem All the work we put in for all the years Vice versa, you know what I mean? Pretty dope, pretty dope Even with that, Drake is a branch off the family tree, though Because, you know, I think people forget you know how Wayne was running around he's, with Dipset back in the yeah, day. He's young you know? money, and, and Wayne and, and Wayne is our buzzing. You heard? Shouts to Wayne, man. Shouts to the whole Cash Money. Um, watching Wayne the other day inside the Apollo. Forget how many hits that boy got. Yeah. Did like two hours worth of straight just hits with a band in back of him. Pretty dope, man. Shouts to Weezy. Yeah, I saw you get back in your director bag with uh with Drum. <laughs> that was dope. Yeah, shouts to Drum, man. That was Kobe. dope. Call me one day like, are you still directing? I'm like, yeah, but I usually direct all my videos or videos from my artists and things mm-hmm. like that. He like, I got something I want you to direct. It's not necessarily a video. And then he told me, I was like, oh man, that's crazy. Like, I want to shoot some scenes from Juice over, and I got all the artists, I got all the actors from the original movie. That's Juice. dope. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got Tupac too. He like, nah, I, ain't, I couldn't get Pac. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get Pac. <laughs> but I got everybody else. So you mm-hmm. know, but directing, directing Queen Latifah uh, definitely was the highlight of the whole thing for me. You know, you get to direct the queen. That's that's big right there. Not just take nothing away from Omar Epps and you know what I mean, but I was saying Queen Latifah is Queen Latifah. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. This, you know what I mean? Now I heard you talking about doing a dipset TV show. A movie. What um no. I wanted to I wanna gonna start to create a show called Five H, which is my life in okay. Five H before we actually got the fame and went on to be being dipset. So uh, that whole time inside of Five H when Cam and Mason, everybody was living with me inside my grandmother's apartment and things like that. Very instrumental to our success and so much wild things were going on. Mm-hmm. Inside of that Five H apartment, I think people will be very enthused to see some of these scenes about our history coming up. Loose, loosely based on um, loosely based, lo- loosely based on you know, getting nobody in trouble out here. That's all I was gonna say. The statute of limitations up. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Um, that was a long time ago with the projects of Five H. But yeah, I mean, we got so much history. Um, and with all of these shows, with the Wu Tang show and all these shows, BMF, yeah, depicting the hip hop culture and things that went on in the past. 
all the stuff that we've been into, especially for New York City. I think it's only right. Will we get a, a Dipset documentary? I would love to see, how, you know, you guys meeting and, and, and how y'all got on and, and the relationship with Mace and how y'all signed and through the, the trials and tribulations. And I would all love to see all like, that. All of that is like 5-H. That's all the high school and just graduating mm-hmm. out of high school era and things like that. And Cam and Mace go to the same high school. Me and Cam living in the, on the first half on the same side and they being from the west side. Like all that was around high school or the 5-H days and then when Cam and Mace went to college, they both got kicked out. And when they got kicked out from school, they ended up coming to live with me at my grandmother's house where both I recently them? passed away. Yeah, both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So Cam, Mace, Dwells, few other famous artists that uh, made it pretty successful when this game all came out my grandmother's house. She provided the shelter for us so we would have to be in the streets at night. That's crazy. So that's what the whole 5H story is about. Exactly what you're talking about. The very... Uh, humble beginnings of who we were before we became diplomats and Jim Jones and Killer Cam. I never you know knew that. What's, so what's your relationship with Mace now? It's, it's weird to see that at one time you were beefing with all these guys where they were in your grandmother's house. Y'all, y'all grew up with each other. Like Y'all lived with each other. Yeah, 100%. We definitely lived with each other. We definitely grew up with each other. We know each other. As we got older, we all kind of separated when our on our own ways and things like that, but we started together wholeheartedly. Don't care for Mace too much. You heard tell Mace go say some prayers. Word up. You heard? Mike Deck Mace. Let me stop. The show is entertaining. That, that is what it is. It's entertaining, though. What? It is what it is, show. I like seeing um, you do the weather match, them do that. Like, yeah, it is. show the size of your personality. It is. They, they definitely are. Uh, they definitely very funny. Always been a group of comedians. I can't take that away from them. And they're very knowledgeable about basketball. They both. Grew up playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Mace was cool. Cam was definitely uh, uh, had a chance to go to the NBA. I can't say that without with no hate and nothing in my heart. Boy was dumb nice mm-hmm. since he was younger, doing mm-hmm. playing, starting the Rucker at age 15. They calling him Cam the All-American. Him and Mace went to the championship in Madison Square Garden and things like that for uh, Manhattan Center and stuff like that. So they was some ball. They was some ballers. So see them on the. Um, television show what is it what it is it is what it is, it is what pretty it is. dope hope they get a check for that you know mm-hmm. what I mean? and you know you got the uh, back in my prime album with Hitmaker I, I love that title do you do you feel that way do you feel like you back in your prime mm-hmm. for like the third time but yeah it feels good I mean mm-hmm. I've been through so much to still be able to make music at this capacity and still be in the game um, still getting records played on the radio mm-hmm. still making top 40 hits and things like that mm-hmm. um I've seen a lot of people come and go, especially being in the game so long or come, get to a, stand, a standstill. Um, I'm blessed to be able to keep going and to keep being able to make this good music. Um, Shouts to all my artists, BGVL, um, all the youngsters that be around me to keep me uh, keep me in tune with what's going on. It's a, it's a medium you got to have, you know what I mean? Like you gotta, it's, it's, we got to guide each other. So that's where I'm at. Like, now you, where, 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 was, where was Capo's first prime? What would you consider, as, as a solo, just solo, what would you consider your first prime? Because you said for like the third time. Our first prime was when I was in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't musically. That wasn't musically. That wasn't musically. Right, my right, second right. prime was when I was able to do the music. My third prime was where I'm at right now. Was it was it balling? Or certified gangster? Balling, I would say I read. Oh, certified I, I, gangster too. Yeah. Well, certified gangster was my introduction. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hot off the intro stuff like that, but I think that moving into balling and hustlers poem was kind of like me moving into my first prime and when I was at the top of the game at that time and things like that. And then. Mm-hmm. If they build you up to knock you down, if you're not strong enough to persevere, you won't be here next year. You know, I'm still here, so God bless. All right, we got more with Jim Jones. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating 
for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club on this Friday. We're still kicking it with Jim Jones. Charlemagne? Now, they push your T reach out. They push your T reach out and say, Jim, you bugging. I'm top 50. Um, I don't think Pusha T gonna reach out to me. I'm not the type of person who gonna reach out to me about my opinion. You heard? Mm-hmm. Y'all not cool with <laughs> I mean, I ain't cool with him like that. Oh, I, don't yeah, him, I don't know him like that. I yeah. know him to say, what's up? Give him a pound. Mm-hmm. You did it. And I wasn't trying to diss him. And just, they asked me a question. And, you know, I get very excited and things like that. But I don't think, my phone ain't the line to be calling <laughs> Jim is funny. Jim, I wasn't trying to diss him, but Jim said he's not top fifty. I don't think he was selling drugs or crack like that. Like Jim, I mean, Jim don't stop. He didn't, Jim just keep going. Jim said not his own dope. Not his own. I mean, maybe I might have took it a little bit far. A little bit far. I maybe I could have said something else to get my point across. And I don't want to sit up here looking like we using pussy tea for the butt of our joke and things like that. But I mean, it's like it, it is what it is, man. Like we're not going to sit up here and go back and forth about. It. I don't really care. I don't. Do you know? Can can you sing along? the five Pusha T records right now. His records. Yes. His records? Yeah. Name of Pusha. Nostalgia. Oh, he was a Pusha T fan. He's like, know, one know. I didn't know he had fans like no. that. Can you name five Pusha T records? Dreaming no, his records. See, but... No, can you no? But can see, you rap to five push? I'm, uh, can I, I can't rap five. Ver- All right, no, can can't. you can you rap to but five? Also, wait, wait, wait. Can you rap? If I push a T, if I push a T records, not the records he's featured on. If I push a T records came on right now, could you rap them? You could rap five push a T records. Yeah. Could you? Could you? Wait. Could you rap five push a T records right now if they started playing? What do you could, mean rap? Could, like the hook? Or like, just like, could you sing them? Verse for verse, yeah, they came on like certain joints. Like no, no, sir, no. Yeah. Sir, no I'm, to come I'm saying, could you rap? Uh, all right, could you rap five J verses if they came on? Oh, absolutely. You, could you rap with five Drake verses if they came on? Nah, you, you lying. But I'm not, I've never been a big. I've never been a big Drake fan. You're lying because lying. you work at radio. If five Drake records came on <laughs> right can, now, he could do you would be he rapping rap them. Five because they play on the radio all day. I know. I know. To learn like I could do J, I, I couldn't. But he still don't. And he clipped. Just started tapping. Just started tapping his foot before he did that. Before I'm just going to say that because I don't want to get it because they're like yo Jim way way well. Shout to Pusha T. I love your soul, my dog. You did. You're not in my top 50. You might be in Charlemagne's top 50 and things like Pusha that. But you haven't done that much for me in my life. Like I didn't never want to be like Pusha. I didn't. Never, I never had a Pusha moment in my life. I never thought like you dig. Like where I'm from, you want to be like you if you was really that dude and that rapper and things well, like that. Wanted to be like, like Pusha. He was influenced by Pusha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's why Pusha did the Mr. Me Too record. Okay. Cool. You a very strong Pusha T fan. 
heard? And I don't care because people be like, look at Jim talking. Nigga, you is nowhere near top 50. You top 950. You crazy. Like, you think I don't really care. I would, I would say that Pusha had a, you know, I went to school in Virginia where, where Pusha was from, and I know Pusha, Pusha a long time. He All right, could you, could, if five, five Jim Jones records play right now on this radio, could you could you sing along to them? Yeah. Five Jim Jones records play yeah. right now. Five Jim Jones records. You can't tell me five Pusha T records, but you can tell me five Jim Jones records. You can't <laughs> tell me five Pusha T records, but you can say five. So what we talking about? You want me to get into the real semantics of this shit? Like, what we talking about? I think Pusha top 50, man. All right, cool. But you <laughs> can't. Nice, yo. We can't. Put on, let's start playing said, some Pusha T records. You said he was He's nice. nice. Yeah, I'm not saying, wait. Nice. He's not, not, well, now listen. Being nice and being in the category is two different things. See, that's what I rank the top rappers on. I rank them on actual rap. Like, who can really spit? You know, so I got I got to put Pusha in top 50 for rap. Just rap? We just talking bars? So this, so what is we gauging the top 50 on? Just rap? So anybody can slide, slide in there? That's what I, I don't be knowing with these lists. Bro, if you talking about somebody supposed to be the top 50 greatest of all time, what are we gauging it on? That's now? true. That's what I want. You heard? Mm-hmm. It got to be a, it gotta be everything. It can't just because he could he could rap nice. Man, we could go a bunch of battle rappers that could rap nice right now mm-hmm. and, and go crazy. They nice as hell. You heard? Mm-hmm. But what else has he bring to the game? Did, 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 did he make people want to dress like him? Did he have some slang that everybody was talking like him? Uh, there'll be the girls. All the girls wanted to do him. Like, what is the... You, you did, he like, definitely created slang. Which one? This, uh, sorry, I'm trying to come home. Like, in this era, with all of these rappers who... Be What's like, like that he create? Snitch. Sorry, I'm oh, trying to come home. That's the acronym. Snitch? snitch? That's an acronym? Yes, yeah, I don't even that. know nobody that even know the acronym, come nigga. Come on, you heard? Jim, for real. Like, besides pushing team, like, we can't forget the clips. Like, the clips was... Uh, now, the clips was... The, the clips was... Grinding, that's different. Amazing group popular that, demand. That that's different. Hard that's different. The clips were dope. They had the record grinding. That grinding. What happened to that boy? Right? You dig? Like, so, I'm not... It's not like I don't know the music. We're not going to sit here and say that, but the Clips and Pusha T, two different things. I would think you would like Pusha, Jim. I didn't say I don't I'm like him. He make great albums. Like I never listened to one whole Pusha T album. You gotta listen to a Pusha album. Nah, he Pusha, make never. Music, man. He does, he spit. Never, I've never listened to a whole Pusha T album. He just had an album that won a Grammy. Do y'all know any of the records on that album that well, he won a Grammy? He was nominated for yeah. Grammy, yeah. His last two just, albums were nominated for Grammy. Okay, yeah. cool. Do y'all know any records on these, on these yes. Grammy nominated? <laughs> yes. What? The Diet last Coke? album is Almost Dry. Diet Coke. Grampleton Road, My Neck, My Wrist. What else was on that last album? Cause I never hear it nowhere. <laughs> you heard? Like I never hear it nowhere. Like no disrespect. Like we're like you did. And like 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 and let's get like people don't crucify me. Cause let's not make this about oh me and him. God. Cause it's Why not about me happened? and him. You heard? Cause you heard? Like it's not about me and him. I'm just talking. Oh, to, like I, it's this why I don't want to do no more interviews. <laughs> I don't want to do no more interviews. What does it man. Jim? Let's just man. <laughs> man. You have the logo for your label, right? The coffin. Yeah, that's a local form label. Word, word. Shout out to everybody out here that's a rapper, man. I mean, I don't even try to. I'm not trying to diss nobody. I ain't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a comedian at times, so man. So, so pardon me for that. Um, it, it is what it is, man. Word. But just don't call my phone. This, this ain't the type of phone you want to call for any type of smoke. You heard? That shit is a smoke detector. You better leave that phone alone. You heard? You better continue to give me high fives when you see me. You heard? That's all I'm about. This is good energy. Let's continue to throw this love out there. You heard? Champagne. Toasts and all that. We all live a pretty yeah. good life, man. You I mean, heard? One time Jim called me. Was, Jim called me. I said something he didn't like. Jim was like, "What was that?" 
Yo, and that's her. I'm like, my bad. I can tell about things. Do not listen. Do not listen to him. Do not listen to him. I'm not the type of person. I'm a very loving person, man. Years ago, Jim Jim has done some wild stuff. I seen Jim say the first comedian to walk out the building. I said, damn. I said, I'm not walking out the building. You might think I'm a comedian. Damn, man. I was terrible, man. Jim said, what was that? You don't play with me like that. Because if you play with me like that, then everybody else gonna think they gonna play with me like that. And I'm not gonna play with none of y'all. Yeah, like that is that we got. Now we got a problem. Like, yo, like, nah, let me stop, man. Just God damn. Man. I grew up hard, man. Got a part of me, man. I, just, I, you know, I don't know, man. I'm just, but right now I'm in a place of love in my heart. And and, and it kind of gets twisted when people ask me, ask me these difficult questions and I don't know how to answer them answer without. Them honestly. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? That's so okay, can we leave it at this? Just my opinion. It Absolutely. is your opinion. I don't want no, I don't want no push T smoke. I don't want to end up in none of his raps. Ugh. Jim, you dig now? See, you I say he's nice, right? Dumb nice. The boy know how to talk about some yeah, cocaine. Yeah. You heard? Yeah. He talking about Pablo numbers. You heard? Like that boy talk about cocaine. You understand it? God damn it! I ain't even saying that he ain't nice. Well, the album is out right now. Back, Back in, in my, my prime. prime. Make sure you pick Cabo. it up. What you want to hear off the album? Let's play now. Shout out to Young Bird, one of the most incredible producers out there. I was I was very blessed to be able to do this album. Um, very dope album. Shout out to Chrissy. This album is pretty much uh, written about her in so many different ways. Um, I would say let's go with Gunshot. Gunshot featuring Bean. Um, but I thank y'all, man. I just want to tip my hat to y'all. Y'all keep doing things for us to look at and be inspired by y'all. Um, BT move. Y'all are in a new building. Y'all got thrones that y'all sitting on. You know what I mean? What, what could be better than this? But I seen y'all. I seen y'all grind the same like same way y'all seen me grind and things like that from the beginning. I know things wasn't as good as as it is now right. coming mm-hmm. up and things like that. But y'all continue to break down barriers inside of this journalism game. And when mm-hmm. it comes to being on the radio and things like that and taking number one morning shows and. Oh man, tap that. You, you know what I mean? We'll tap, you tap yourself on the back sometime, man. You heard? Correct. Oh All man, right. I appreciate y'all, yes, man. Sir. All right, it's Jim Jones. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning on BET. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When it's time to get with someone special, the best way to do it is with Magnum Large Size Condoms. That gold foil wrapper is a badge of honor and it means you're protected. And you take care of things with comfort. Accept no substitutes. Bring the pleasure with the gold standard. Magnum. Large size condoms. Daddy calling my phone. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Now, this comes from a recent interview she did, and she was talking about her splitting the bills 50-50 with her husband. Let's listen. That first sense of security and that the work is coming, and I just, as long as I keep knocking it out, there's going to be more, and there isn't this sort of sense of the rug is going could could still be pulled out. I struggle with that still just because I think I just have more responsibilities, you know, for my money. It's weird to say I'm head of household because in this household, we split everything 50-50. But in the other households that each of us have to support, it puts this, there's always this like gorilla on your back that it is like, you better work. You better work. You better work. Somebody might not eat. Come on, come on. You gotta work. And it's hard. It's hard to let that go. So I'm working on that. All right. So we're asking, what are your thoughts? And we got Tracy on the line. Tracy, good morning. Hey, good morning. 
Hey, bro, what, what, what's your thoughts, brother? So my thoughts is this. If it's a regular couple and they work, they both work in jobs, I don't see nothing wrong with going 50-50. But if the woman's in, like, school or something like that, I understand a man paying the bills. But if the man's paying all the bills and the woman's not doing anything, how they ever going to get anywhere, like, as far as investments and, and growing a better future for the family, leaving a legacy? How they going to get anywhere this, this, if they're regular people and the man's just spending all the money on the bills and this, not this, doing said, this goes back to exactly what we was just talking about. You just said that woman's not doing nothing. But I guarantee you, if you go to that woman that you're, the hypothetical woman's house you're talking about, and you see all of the things that she does on the daily in that house, you would realize that nothing you're saying is a huge something. Tracy, are you married, Tracy? Nah, I'm not married. I'm not saying she's not doing nothing, but I'm saying you with the money. That. What is she doing with the well, Yeah, no, no, listen to what I'm saying, though. Okay. With the money that she's saving, that she's not paying bills, I understand that she's being a oh, mother, oh, you say, but with okay, that money, you're saying. You're saying, what is she doing with that money that she's not spending? Or I is, get what you're is saying. Is she putting it into investments for the family? I get what you're saying. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, I thought you That's said she wasn't making no money. I thought you said she wasn't making no money. I thought no, you so said Tracy's she wasn't saying doing if nothing. this 50-50 nah, 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 nah. Bills, what is she doing with her money? Is she just putting her money in her account and spending and buying bags, shoes, and going on trips with her girls? Or is she taking that money and putting it back to the house or investing it or whatever it is? No, I agree. That's why I say... You right. know, put it all in the one pot, and it should be the the household's money to you know to to take care of the household bills, the kids, and all. That. I, I see what you're saying. Facts. Jason. Facts. Thank you, brother. Facts. Hello, who's this? No problem. Valencia. Hey, Valencia. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Doing good. Bless What's your black thoughts, and highly favorite. Amen. <laughs> What's your thoughts? So on your on your topic, I don't think there's anything wrong with fifty fifty. I think the issue comes in where if Gabrielle feels like her money has to go to more places. Maybe he should pay more. But I also feel like maybe she hasn't had a conversation about it. Hmm. What do you mean her own money has to go to other places? I mean, past relationships or parents or family, something like that? No. In the interview, she said she feels like she has more households to contribute to. So she's constantly stressed about her money. So maybe it shouldn't be 50-50. Maybe he should take over more in their household. I mean, I didn't see the interview, so I don't know what that means. But that means that could mean she'd be taking care of family. That's what I was thinking. You know what I'm saying? You're taking care of other family members. You know what I mean? Like, you could be taking care of your mom. You could be taking care of your, your pops, your grandma. I don't I don't know her family situation. But That's even, what it sounds like. But even in family situation, when it's ours, it's, we both decide what goes to family members. You know what I mean? All the time. Because there's family members that may ask my wife for money. Correct. You know what I'm saying? There's family members that may ask... Me for money Correct You know And those those are conversations That, that, that we have It's usually simple Because I ain't got it But you know Hello who's this Aaron from Jacksonville Hey Aaron Good morning Talk to us Hey good morning First and foremost Both of you Love the show Thank, Thank you brother. brother What's your thoughts Hey my thing is Like you know this. I've said this before And this This situation Is a prime example of that And you know Women treat equality like it's a buffet that they can just pick and choose what they want out of. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's, it's a it's a it's a solid. It's 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 basically like you know, my money is our money, and our money is her butter. Well, you know what I mean? Like I got you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's basically like I, I just think it's you know Gabrielle Union is justified. Okay. I, I don't you know, have a problem with it. Gab- Gabrielle Union makes money. Dwayne Wade makes money. If she chooses to be 50-50, that's fine. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with it. And, and I, I, I agree with what he's saying because this is one of those situations women want to scream independence and, you know, they got their own. But then when you hear a situation like this, you're like, well, how come he ain't paying all the bills when he got all the money? Right. Like, if, maybe because Gabrielle don't want him to. Pam, good morning, Pam. Hey, what's up, DJ Envy? How you feeling? The Breakfast Club. 
I'm doing good. How are you? What's up, Pam? What's your thoughts, Pam? All right. So this is what it is. I used to do the 50-50. And then I heard one of my pastors say one day that the breadwinner, and and typically it's men in a relationship, that's just the fact, um, it should really be split like a 70-30 situation. And, And here's why. Men don't typically do half of the laundry. They don't typically do half of the cooking. And, and and so it shouldn't be a case where a, a woman should really basically never have to split the bills in half. We just we I don't you probably didn't hear us because uh, you might have just been joining us, but we said the same thing. I'm like, yo, if you could if you could calculate all of the things that women do in a house, correct? From being a from being a, from being a mom, a nurse, cooking the laundry, the, 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 laundry, yeah. the cleaning, just putting the kids to bed, all of these different things that women do, the, the scale would be tipped tremendously towards the woman if correct. there was a percentage of who provided what. You know what? Y'all are a set of good men up there. I'm I'm glad y'all see that. Your wives, they they, they have done well for themselves. Okay. Thank you. Now, that's well, that's a compliment. You. Now, I wouldn't listen to everything the pastor says all the time. So if the pastor tells you, you know, you, you should you know, sometimes... First of all, I don't like how you just pay past that compliment. Okay. What? That woman said that our wives are blessed and privileged <laughs> to have men like us. That's what I heard. No, that's all you heard? <laughs> that's, that's, what... that's, exact, that's exactly what I said, because you recognize the value and the worth of a woman and what she contributes to the household. That That's absolutely fine. That's a fact. We like you, Pam. <laughs> I like y'all, too. Well, y'all have a good day. Have a great right. day, Pam. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at it. And, you know, you, we, we was talking about something earlier, too, What's in that? regards to, like, family members, when they ask, us for money, like my people might ask me for money, or they yep. might ask my wife for money. Yep. My wife is the no person. Oh, I'm well. I'm the, I'm the sucker. Awesome. My wife is the no person. My wife no. For it don't matter who it is. My even if it's people on my side of the family, tell them to talk to me. See, she's the no person. See, this this the good thing. See, you gotta. It's it's like you gotta go through my mom and pops, right? Mm-hmm. My mom and pops kind of handle my finances but they don't Mm -hmm. meaning they look at it like you work hard nobody else works hard but you Mm -hmm. so you ain't gonna lend no money Mm -hmm. so my mom and pops be like no like before any any family member if if they you know know, sometimes a family member like let me talk to you in the garage let me talk to you in this room over here my pops come right with me no absolutely no but that's that's, that's mom and pops absolutely All right. well what's the moral of the story the moral of the story is do what works for you Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying but I really don't like this this, this, uh, conversation about Percentages, you know what I mean? Because like I, we've been saying all morning, if you really broke it down and calculated what each person does in their respective roles, if you look at all the things a woman does to make our lives easier, yep. oh my God, it would not be 50-50. It'd be like 70-30, 80-20 geared towards the woman. Breakfast Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was 
before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, 
start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We got a special guest in the building. That's special right. guest. Hmm? Family. Host. Thank oh, you. <laughs> I'm China's honorary member of the Breakfast Club. You got Tiana too many Taylor jobs Taylor. already, Tiana Taylor. Where, where's my throne? Why you got me in this regular work chair? <laughs> what you mean? Because you're one of the hardest working women in show business. There you go. Exactly why I need to be in a throne. <laughs> how, how does it feel to be in front of the camera now with a thousand and one? Ooh, it feel good. You know, I hadn't been in front in uh, in a minute. You know, I had kind of took some time to get behind the lens mm -hmm. and uh, just help people, like, get their visions out. And, um, you know, it felt good to be in front of the lens doing, like, what I actually really want to do, you know, which is a really, really dramatic role, a really heavy role, something I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Now, break down the movie for people that don't know what this movie is about. Um, you know, I want to say that the movie is really... It's a love letter, you know, to just all moms, uh, single moms, that's just like trying to navigate this thing that we call life, mm -hmm. you know, especially black women. And for me, I feel like um, we're not protected enough. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not appreciated enough. We're not loved enough. Um, you know, our strength is constantly used against us. You mm -hmm. know, like we're forced to be strong women, but it's not by choice. Um, and then it's just like it's beneficial to others when it's time for us to show up and time for us to show strength to others but when we show for ourselves or we you know we're, we're strong it's an issue so it's kind of like damn if you do damn if you don't and I think that you know this movie uh, shines a light on a woman who is uh, strong like you mm -hmm. know everyday woman and just the, the struggle that black women go through you know and I think it's a really eye opening film um for the world to see now, that what interested you about the role like absolutely okay with inez when i first read it i really connected with her uh instantly you know me coming from just retiring because this was the first project i took on since my retirement mm -hmm. so you know coming from a place where i felt um undervalued or you know unappreciated mm -hmm. or almost even invisible or maybe unheard um that was her same struggle. We may not have been the same reasons, but we had the mm -hmm. same struggles, you know? And, um, you know, Inez was really an outlet for me. I want to say therapeutic, mm. you know? Um, you and I spoke when I came the last time, and you was like, yo, you like literally one of the most sane artists in the industry. Like, how do you do that? And I think for a long time, um, I just keep a lot of things bottled in, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm so busy. I just keep it pushing. You know, that's the mm -hmm. hustle in me. Like, yeah, that shit happened, mm -hmm. but I got to keep it rock. I got to keep it pushing. And I think that with Inez, I was finally able to let all those years of like whatever, you know, quiet battles I was fighting, dealing with postpartum depression, um, coming back home to film such a heavy role and having to go to funerals during my lunch breaks, mm. it was crazy. So mm. it was like, I had to pour all of that into Inez and you know, she was that outlet of like, oh my God, I can finally like throw my cape ball from being mm -hmm. super mom, being super wife, being, uh, you know, super director, super mm -hmm. artist, you know what I'm saying? And get to just finally have a moment of weakness. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Like be weak for once and mm -hmm. it be considered art. 
Mm. It's dope because y'all take it back to to the '90s era, where I yeah. mean, from everything in that movie, from the cars to the clothes to yeah. you know the music to I mean, Angie Martinez was on the other station during that. Right. Right? She was yeah. she was on the other station. So how was that? And, and she, how she and had one slip up though. What? She you must, you must have been ad living. Mm -hmm. You said talk to me nice. Yeah, you did say talk to me nobody nice. saying that, that in the 90s. When they were playing baseball, you, know yeah, you said talk to me nice. You know what's crazy? Because only ghetto New York people <laughs> took the talk to me nice in that way. I didn't even go in front. That's how I took music. Like no, 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 talk to like, me nice. Talk to me nice. But what? technically, I'm your mother. Talk to, talk me, to me nice. Nah, nah, I mean, I, yeah. nah B. <laughs> Yo, talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. <laughs> so how involved were you with, with, with doing some of that? Because I know sometimes you love that era as well. Yeah, y'all know I'm like obsessed with that era. Um, you know, it's also crazy to look back at it because to have to step into the era now as an adult, not mm -hmm. only as an adult, but um, as a mother is crazy because in 96, I was little Terry's age. I was six, mm -hmm. you know, not understanding or all the way processing what was going on in, you know, the, the city around me, the world around me, you know. So to kind of like go back and relive some of those moments as an adult, one was pretty cool because, you know, I always wanted to be in that era. I'm always mm -hmm. like, ah. This ever don't deserve me. I need to go to the nineties. I should have been like 17, 18 in the nineties. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, it was it was dope to go back, but it was also emotional because it made you like realize how much of that is now gone. Mm -hmm. How much of that have been erased, that that vibrance, the color, um, that mom and pop feeling, like when you used to walk on a block and you know everybody, the sprinklers is out, you know, it, I, we lost a lot of that to gentrification and mm -hmm. different things like Talk that. About and that it's just you. like, yeah, and it's just like, you know. To evolve is amazing, of course, mm -hmm. but when you want our city and our community to evolve and not have us included and you pushing us out, right. it's not beneficial. So all the glass, all the gray, mm -hmm. less brick, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's cool and all for their aesthetic, but it's like y'all y'all pushing my people out. You feel what I'm saying? You never wanted to get married on 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 the brownstone in Harlem? Cause that that when I seen it, I'm like, that is Tiana. You know what's crazy? It makes sense though. Me and Iman got married in Cleveland like right in front of our bathroom where we had Junie that was the closest thing because he was playing for the Cavaliers mm -hmm. so it's like yeah you know we heard so I could see myself doing that and how was he during the time when you, how, how was he during the time when you say you were depressed and you wanted to retire and you felt like people didn't appreciate and respect you because that, that's the main support yeah of course mom Dukes and, yeah. and your hubby honestly it was the hardest for my closest whether it was my mom my husband my close my friends my pops, it was the, no, see, my pops is reckless. He like me. So, he like, man, fuck that shit. If you don't want to do it, you ain't got to do that <laughs> Yeah, Bo Money. I love that. He's like, team Tiana, like, I'm riding with you. You know what I'm saying? Of course, he's going to always give me his honest opinion. That's dad's, though. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you need that balance. You mm -hmm. need that one that's like, yeah, all right, well, cool. We, we, we out, we out. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you got mom and my husband where they're literally my biggest fans. So to them, I'm like the greatest person in the world. So they can't really see and they hear me. Don't get me wrong. I cry in their arms like they're there 100%. But they want me to like you know keep pushing but the the great thing about it is that support is going to always be there and like i said you need that balance and nobody's going to ever really see what you see or feel you know what you feel so like when i came out and retired like i locked myself in a room like nobody even knew i was doing it but i had hinted toward it like y'all i think i'm ready to die and it was kind of like no tiana you too you too fire for all that mm -hmm. and then one day i'm like you know what I got to do what I got to do. Mm -hmm. And I walked into a room and I went live and all my family watching from a different room and didn't even know that I was going live 
um, to do it. But it was something that I needed to do for me. You know, like I didn't need any other outside noise, even from the closest people to me. I didn't need that. I needed to go and like follow my heart, you know, and and follow what I felt like uh, my higher path was, which wound up being one of the best decisions in my life. Because, you know, for a minute, everything was like the music was the end all be all. But like, nah, nah, this got to hold off because like when this album drop, you you know how that music go. And it kind of takes up a lot of your world, you know, and I was ready to do other things that I love that I felt like had been put um, on a back burner, you know, and I feel like I was ready for this moment. I had done a lot of movies already, but it was always like dance movies or like I was the sexy girl. I was the hot girl. And it was like, nah, like I'm I'm ready to evolve. I'm ready to really bask, you know, in my true journey. All right, we got more with Tiana Taylor. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Tiana Taylor. Now, you said underappreciated, right? Yeah. Who made you feel that way, right? Because if you look at the music, your fans supported you, right? All your shows were sold out. I mean, you had a good time on, on, on shows, and you have so many people that come support you. So what made you feel underappreciated? Like, what, what accolades? Because you were sold out. People loved you. Nobody ever came. You never. Everybody said that your, your music was trash. They loved your music. So what was it? But, like, just imagine like, if all of that was happening mm-hmm. with nothing. Imagine all of that with the proper push. Mm-hmm proper promo, proper machine, doing what they have to do for you. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been, it, me, I, it's like I was just signed to a regular label. I've been in positions and around people that could really make shit go. You know what I'm saying? And we've even spoken about it like, mm-hmm. you know, that time, me as an artist, deserved way more. Absolutely. You know, the sold out shows was the hard work that I put in. And I feel like it was almost like that core fan base that just kind of always stayed with me mm-hmm. but it is hurtful to hear like yo like I just wish she had a better I just wish she had a better I just wish you know she had a, a bigger push like you know it's just a, it's a lot of different things I remember when I put out Gonna Love Me Damn Near Independently mm-hmm. I called Charlamagne I'm like yo I got this remix with uh, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Yep. we dropping this and what are we doing what are we doing Exactly. And at that point, I couldn't even really get cleared for a video budget, you know? And I remember when we when we put that out, they wound up clearing me for a little video budget. It was something small. But, like, that one small yes, though, which I'm still grateful for, because that one small yes opened up the door for bigger bigger budgets. And when it was time to do my other videos, and that's when I really got into my directing heavy, because mm-hmm. I knew that I was able to, you know, tell a story. It's crazy, though, because there's probably artists who might have went platinum, double platinum, whatever, but they don't get the respect. Yeah. Like they don't, people don't yeah. look at them and be like, "Oh, that's a talented." Yeah, person. but it was also from it was also from peers too. Mm-hmm. You got to understand mm-hmm. one thing. Y'all know about Tiana, and this is why I see so much of myself in Inez. Is Tiana shows up for everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, whether it's through radio, that's real. You know, other mm-hmm. singers, rappers. Whether I'm doing people's video, I'm styling people, I'm creative directing. Like I show up for everybody. Mm-hmm. In the midst of still trying to be an artist myself, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel like, "Nah, it's either me." Or it's either them. And, you know, I've been very selfless within my career. And, you know, a lot of me showing up just wasn't being reciprocated. So that was the part of feeling unappreciated. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, just feeling like, damn, it could be more. Like, I'm I'm literally doing everything for everybody. I'm being sucked, drive my creativity. Mm-hmm. And when I need some water in, you know, it ain't no more water left in the bottle. Or it's, it's quiet. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like... Everybody need everything from me, mm-hmm. and I do it. How much? How much did you drain of yourself, though? A lot. My cup was empty. Mm-hmm. By the time I finally 
got on live and said, I'm going to retire, I was empty. Mm. I was empty. And I remember um, really just asking God, like, okay, what is my higher purpose? Like, what do you want me to do? What is my job so I can get that done? You know, and I realized because I've always been a helpful person since I was 15. I've been choreographing, creative directing, styling, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like for me, I have a real love of helping other artists and helping develop other artists. I think that's why I was hurtful. Like when you see some, a lot of people that you work with um, not really reciprocate the love. I see more love after I retire than I did before I retire. She's not a threat no more. She's gone. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, yeah. you were such an inspiration. <laughs> da, da, da. And this is like, baby, but where was that when I asked you to get on this record? Or where was this when I, you know what I'm saying? Like when I was just, mm -hmm. you know, but me, you know, I keep it graceful. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I, it's no reason to be upset about things that you cannot control. You got to mm -hmm. keep it pushing. And that's what I did. I made myself a Glade plug-in. Like, I, why only be plugged in the bathroom? Yeah, I'm a great plug-in. Why only be plugged in the bathroom when I can smell the fruits of my labor all throughout the house? You plug me anywhere you see a socket, I'm plugged. That's it, you feel me? But that's when that's when you could just smell, you start smelling your own roses and you ain't gotta look for anybody else to do that for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I am, you know, where I am now. And I was able to pour all of those no's, all of the pain, all of the hurt into this one yes. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had a point to prove and I knew that I was willing to do the work. How nerve wracking was shooting this movie because you don't have a, a part in the movie. The movie is all yes. about you. So yes. it's so many different emotions. How nervous did you get with filming that and how long did it take to oh prepare? Oh my God. Honestly, um, me and A.V., the writer and director, mm -hmm. we did a lot of layering with Inez and we color coordinated her layers. So mm -hmm. like pink was for um, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And blue may have been for her inner child. And I'm sorry, blue may have been for her, her being cold. Green may have been for her inner child. And red may have been for her anger. Mm -hmm. So by the time we got done workshopping, I had a rainbow script. You know, so I was able to know what emotion to jump in. It was a perfect shorthand for us to kind of like, okay, we on set. In this scene, you may be blue and pink today. Mm -hmm. So then you see the the scene with the with the cup of noodles, how I'm able to laugh but like cry Man, at the same time <laughs> that was some good ass acting no for real like don't you that, the that noodles layer, hanging out your mouth for real you know what I'm saying like and it's crazy cause I wanna say I shot that scene coming straight from my lunch break but during my lunch break I had just attended a funeral Damn. so I, was, I wasn't nervous remember I told you earlier Inez was my outlet she was mm -hmm. my therapy mm -hmm. you know and I know you you're big on mental health and different mm -hmm. things like that so you know I was using Inez to cry out loud because I knew that once AV yelled cut, get home at the end of the day and really throw that cape back on. The same thing that Batman do when he go home, he take his cape, or he may be bruised up. You know, when you That's say that, for me. Uh, when, I, when I hear that, I'd be like, man, like what I try, what I want to do is how do we help black women not always have to put the cape on? Exactly. Like, you don't want to put the cape on. And I, and that, and I, and I mentioned to. that earlier, mm -hmm. like we're, we're strong and 90 nine percent of the time it is not by choice so yeah it may look at her yeah she's a strong black woman that's why i said to be inez and to be weak for 12 hours was the most amazing feeling when i say weak i don't mean like literally weak but just to have a moment of weakness to just be able to exhale wow you know like that is a lot because we are forced to be strong mm -hmm. until it's against we're forced to be strong for others until it's time to be strong for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why I could connect with Inez. It wasn't a bit of nervousness in my heart to play Inez because I knew I had a story to tell through Inez and Inez had a story to tell through me. Mm -hmm. 
You know, so I was in her skin. We were like two souls in one body. What's, what was the most difficult part of that movie, if there was any? You know, I wasn't eating them noodles, I'll tell you that much. We've seen so much. <laughs> you we was hungry when you ate them noodles. <laughs> we seen you doing the hair. Yo. We seen and you And that was hella acting, yelling. too, because them noodles was cold. For real? <laughs> yeah, but they looked like they was hot. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the most difficult part, if any? The most difficult part was, I think, raising my three sons. And, um, you know acting out the different layers of Inez because we don't shoot in order. So like one day I'm 22 year old, vibrant Inez, thick ass accent. Mm -hmm. You know, next day I'm 34 year old Inez, barely got a voice. But it was really eye opening to see what a single mother go through because being a mom is a it's the biggest job. Even with the partner, even with the husband, it's the biggest job. Especially women with girls, you know, it's harder because they're mommy girls and they want to do what mommy's doing. And, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a bigger job. It's the biggest job. I don't care what nobody say. It's the biggest job. Mm -hmm. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Tiana Taylor. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Tiana Taylor. Charlemagne? When you, uh, in the, you know, in the movie, there's a point where that she has to let her son go, right? Yeah. And that make you think about, you know, at some point you're going to have to let your daughters go and figure yeah, it out. I, and I, I think about that um, often. Mm -hmm. And and Junie's only seven mm -hmm. and Rue's only three. And I'm just like, uh-uh. Uh-uh, I'm with you. Right, yeah, go. I'm like, uh-uh, I, I don't like that. That's why I'm like trying to give them that independence to be able to express themselves. Um, that freedom, you know, that you, because kids need that too. And people think because they're kids, they're not allowed to express themselves and have feelings. And I want them to because when you do get older, I want you to feel like you don't got to leave me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's you how know, I feel. You know, I tell mommy anything, da 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 da. You know, shoot. You can stay here for as long as you want. As long as you want. Ain't no, ain't no rush. I was going to ask you, there was one part where, where you pushed your friend's moms. Yeah. She should have beat you up though. She definitely, you talk to her mom like that. Definitely should not have. Uh, push her. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't have done nothing like that. However, you are not going to call me a streetwalker. I think it was really hurt. in our house. Trying to do right. I'm how I literally came in from finding work and you down my throat. I can you I remember I was crying at first. I'm like, yo, can yeah, you at least mm -hmm. acknowledge, acknowledge me? Trying to have yeah. that moment of vulnerability. Yeah. This is the point. This is the problem now. We're too forced into having to go into survival mode. I agree. Because she was vulnerable before she went into survival mode. And it, and, and it was, once again, it was not the right decision at all. It wasn't the right thing to do, but her head just wasn't in that space. She was in survival mode. She had never been loved. She never had a mom. She never been seen. She don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, act like you got no damn home training. She literally don't. Mm -hmm. She has no home to train in. <laughs> right. But that's why I say you shouldn't judge people based off what they do in survival mode. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to ask, so are you doing reality TV? That's done? Because I know one time your family was on reality TV and we got to I see it inside. Yeah. Well, VH1 and E. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking about it, but this time if I do it, it's going to be on my own. You're going to EP it? Yeah. My own network. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's just we busy in real life. Majority of the times, people don't even see me anymore together. Like, He's literally in Chicago doing the show. I'm literally out here doing the press. Like we are, like literally, fame aside, we are that fame that's literally a working family, including Junie. You see, she got billboards. You're like we're literally a working family, you know. So it's like for reality TV, even though they say it's your reality, and I loved working with both VH1 and E, mm -hmm. um, and they loved us, you know, mm -hmm. and I appreciate their support even to this day. They always showing love, but even within reality. 
is still not really a reality if it's a certain type schedule, you know? And due to COVID made it hard too. Like, they can't just come on my movie set. You know what I'm saying? They can't just come on the set of The Shah. Like, it was really tough. So it's mm -hmm. almost like we were in a relationship with them. It's like, well, when y'all gonna make time for us? You know, and it's just like, we gotta do the things that make y'all love us to wanna be able to follow our life. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, we got a family to raise. So I think it was just like a clash in scheduling. And honestly, with working with the real, I want to really make sure I got the space and opportunity to really give them that. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. we wasn't able to like give them all of us, you know, even just the, the bare minimum, we weren't able to like give them, look how many people love the show. Imagine they would have had a hundred percent of the Shumpers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like, we were just extremely busy. We were never in the same place. So right. even that cost a lot of money to send a camera crew with Iman, send a camera crew with me, to send a camera crew with my mom when she got to take Junie to her job because I got to work over here. Like, that shit is a lot. And doing it through COVID was the craziest. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I, and I loved it, though. I don't want to see you do you know? reality TV. I want to see Tiana Taylor in front of the camera, and I want to see her with big budgets shooting. And that's why we have to make executive decisions. And you see, that's what I'm doing mm -hmm. right now. Once again, just like music, just putting certain things on a standstill. And I look at all these different things like college, you know? It'll always be there for you when you're ready, no matter what age. I can make a beautiful song at 60. You know what I'm saying? I can make a reality. I can come back at any time. But right now, I want to focus on where I'm loved, where I'm appreciating, where I'm seen, and where mm -hmm. I'm heard. And I feel like mentally, emotionally, I was really heard through this movie. So to honestly get all the support and love from this is amazing. What, is, what does success look like for you when it comes to 1001? It looked like this. For me, you know, I don't require a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I think the awards and being rewarded is amazing. But the biggest reward is the prayers that are answered, the blessings, you know, to be able to go from a lot of no's to one little yes that would change your world is enough for me, mm -hmm. you know? So like the Oscar buzz and if there is an Oscar nomination in the future or any award nomination in the future, I'm grateful for that. And of course we want to, you know, manifest it and, and claim it, but like, that's not really like my headspace. My headspace is that I was able to, one, get this therapy, very mm -hmm. much needed therapy, very much right. needed healing, and um, being, able to, being able to really show what I can do. And now they're no longer hitting the snooze button. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. everybody's gotcha. woke, and I love that. I know you gotta go, but just gotta ask, white man can't jump. Yes. What's your part in there? <laughs> I am uh, Sinqua's wife. I'm the, the lead's wife. Mm -hmm. um, Roundaway girl, you know, just, just... You don't play no ball, because we've seen how you, you almost did Justin Bieber in that, that celebrity basketball game. Yeah, no, I'm not playing no ball. And I'm actually, I'm doing hair. Doing hair out of my house. Mm -hmm. Like, real, just like, day one, down-ass wife, raising our son, trying to get it popping. So I'm even excited about that, because it's like three different three different roles. I have another movie coming out, too. They're not going to have you doing hair in every movie, either. That was a okay, Kawinky okay, okay. dink. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's, it's really cute, because it's two different... Characters, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it's three movies. It's, it's a thousand and one White Men Can't Jump and a Book of Clarence, which is a biblical film. Ooh. September 22nd. You're not doing hair in that one. No, I'm, I'm not doing hair. <laughs> but um, if you're doing hair in a biblical movie, that's it's crazy. It's a rap, like, hey, yo, Jesus, come here, let me get those edges. It's like that's crazy. It's like a biblical movie for mm -hmm. real. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think it's really dope because look at that timing. Like I shot three, all three of these movies in different times, and they all right. coming out in the same year. Thousand and One Friday, mm -hmm. um, White Man Can't Jump May nineteenth, Book of Clarence September twenty second. So not only am I, am I doing what I love, but I'm showing range now. Right. Like it's really like you cannot go back to sleep. It's, it's no sleep. Gotcha. Last question. Be prepared to be tired. After you started doing the therapy and got the healing, is that when everything started to open up? Like even career wise. 
Well, that's hard to say because I never had real therapy. My therapy was through Inez. She said through this you, character. You, yes, so I had 12 hours of therapy for six weeks. He don't be listening. Yeah, he don't. It's okay. What you um, mean? You be listening. He's just intuitive. You know, he just want to. He's just want to. Mm-hmm. more in depth. I had started my healing journey when I decided to retire. That's what I'm saying. Like, you see, I retired with grace. I wasn't upset. I wasn't angry. I wasn't mm-hmm. mad at anyone. Like, you know me. I be chilling. I just needed to get that out. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like, oh, why she not putting out music? Why she not doing that? I'm going to let y'all know what it is. So when I am doing every everything else in this world, you know what it's for. You know what that fight is for. You know what I'm saying? You know what that extra push is for, that extra grind. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's just me. So it's like, you know, I had already started my process. And the moment I decided to keep that door cracked mm-hmm. and allow myself to continue to open doors until I found a master key, that was my healing. You know, mm-hmm. knowing that every single door on this floor is for me. I just got to find the key to open it. And I started finding the master key to put into the master lock to unlock it. Are you unretired? You going to start doing music again or you, we're not there yet? Well, baby, let me get my Oscar first. I might get an Oscar hey. before a Grammy. Hey. Yo, let me, let me, Yo, Tiana Taylor at the Oscars with Tim's on. Oh, I'd love to see fire, that. Oh, right? my God. With the suit. Ooh. With some Tim's. Some butters. Ooh. It's up. Ooh. Let's put that in the atmosphere. Yeah. Even though we don't need those awards for That's validation. Right. Exactly. I would like to see that. Yes. You know? All right. Well, Hopefully we, pre- we go to Eat Got Status. Like maybe it might take me to get the Oscar to be like, you know, let me do this album so I can go and get this Grammy. Got- you know what I'm saying? Got like you. Got you. God's plan is the best plan. You, you never you never know how it's gonna unfold. Hello. All right. Trust well, in him. Thank Praise you for him. joining us. We appreciate it. The new movie, A Thousand and One. Yes. Make sure you go see it. And thank you, Tiana, for joining us. All right now. Y'all. Tiana Taylor. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When you're a business owner and you're juggling a lot of things, you need a team of people to keep your business running successfully. How do you find and hire the right people? ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Was donkey up the day? Damn, the hee haw again! It's time for donkey of the day. I'm ain't trying to be donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I'm not making these people do these things. Called donkey of the day and. It really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the donkey of the day today? Well, just hilarious. Uh, donkey of the day, which was a double donkey. It goes to 38-year-old Keith Chastain and the Clovis Police Department. Uh, it comes a point in time in life where we all must remember it takes two. Okay, two. 
All right, kids gather around. Your Uncle Charlotte would like to tell you about some things that have been going on since the 1900s. Okay, one of those things is the saying, it takes two, okay, or it takes two to tango. That means that a situation or argument involves two people and they are both therefore responsible for it. I repeat, it takes two to tango means that a situational argument involves two people and they are both therefore responsible for it. It takes two. There's also a classic hip hop record that will make anyone with a soul who grew up in the 1900s and 80s lose their mind. Okay. Uh, the reason I am giving you this history lesson today is because in this donkey that I'm delivering, it absolutely took two. All right. See, Keith was arrested 10 times in one month. I repeat, Keith Chastain was arrested 10 times in one month. See, y'all think I'd be lying. Let's go to Fox 26 News for the report, please. Local law enforcement agencies say they are very familiar with 38-year-old Keith Chastain, who has been booked in Fresno County Jail not once, not twice, but 10 times in the last 31 days. Lord, Chastain is from Fresno and is currently facing 18 felonies and 15 misdemeanors from his recent arrests, according to Clovis Police Department. His charges include stealing six vehicles, a DUI, vandalism, fraud, possession of controlled substance, and more. Clovis Police Department alone says it has arrested Chastain six times in the last month. Around 9.30 Tuesday morning, Clovis Police received a call about a stolen truck that Chastain was suspected of driving. Police say an officer found the stolen truck driving in Old Town Clovis and followed it until more officers arrived. Officers pulled Chastain over in front of Clovis Police Department and arrested him without incident. Police say he was the only person in the stolen truck and happened to be on his way to pick up his personal property from Clovis Police Department from the last time he was arrested. Mm. Mind you, he was in a stolen vehicle. Mm. Now, uh, as you just heard, uh, Keith Chastain was arrested 10 times by Clovis police, six times. OK, six times by Clovis police and four times by other agencies. He was in a stolen vehicle on the way to pick up his items from the jail. Mm-mm-mm. OK, now, if he had gotten locked up by different agencies once or twice, I would understand. But if you get locked up by the same agency, the Clovis police department, six times. Six times. At what point does it become the police department's fault as well for constantly letting you out? At what point does it become a judge's fault for constantly granting you bail? He's facing 18 felonies and 15 misdemeanors with charges including stealing six vehicles, DUI, vandalism, fraud, possession of a controlled substance, and a whole lot more. At some point, maybe after arrest number three, possibly after arrest number five, uh, surely at arrest number six, someone at the Clovis Police Department has to say, no need to let this man out because he's just going to come right back. Okay, if the Clovis Police Department had a customer loyalty program like Starbucks or Subway or Sephora, this man, Keith, would get his 10th arrest for free. Okay, get arrested nine times, get your 10th arrest for free. Clearly, this man has a boyfriend behind those walls. Either that or he likes the food. Okay, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And this man, Keith, has shown us he's a serial criminal. Okay, so give him what he wants. And what he wants is clearly zero bond. Ten arrests in 31 days. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So, yes, Keith is insane because he keeps committing crimes and the same crimes and getting locked up. And the Clovis Police Department is insane because they keep locking Keith up for these crimes, the same crimes and letting him out 
They both are to blame. So please give Keith Chastain a he and give the Clovis Police Department a ha together because it takes two to give them the biggest hee-haw. This man wrote his name in jail, yo. That's why they say don't write your name. They say don't write your name on the walls in jail. You, you keep coming back to that jail. Jesus. The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick it, it up. up. It's time to Morning, ask everybody. CNE. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask CNE if you need relationship advice. And who do we have on the line? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's your name? Renita. What's the matter, Renita? Why you sound so upset, mama? Um, my boyfriend and I, we live together, but he decided he does not want to be in a relationship with me anymore, but we still live together. We have to coexist. He doesn't drive to work. I drive him to work every morning. Oh, that has to stop. Um, he broke up with you. And now he still wants the benefits yeah. of being able to be able to sleep with you and get your, your car and be able to use your car and use your lights and your electricity and all of that? Yeah. Nah, that got to stop right there, mama. He doesn't have a driver's license or a drive, so I, feel, I would feel bad if he... Did, did he we feel bad when he work. just broke your heart and broke up with you and said he don't want to be with you no more? Did he feel bad? He don't like then? your driving. That's why he broke up with you. <laughs> That's no, what it he, is. He don't like your driving. No, I even the, call him I on three way. Call him on three way right now. Call, the, call him on three way. Yeah, word. I don't care. Yeah, call him on call three way. Let's see if he answers. What's his name? Let me see if he'll pick. He'll pick call up. Call him on three way. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Let's call him on three way. He don't name? pick up. He don't love you. What kind of job you got? Oh, she must be calling. He didn't pick up. So what do you want us to do? I just want advice. Like, you, y'all think I should stop driving him to work? And <laughs> we have to be together. Yes. We're on the lease together. Yes. He You're not going to listen. You. you love that man. You ain't going nowhere. That PP too good. Y'all been having too much unprotected sex. You ain't ready to walk yet. It's a fi- and it's a five-year relationship, so I don't want to leave. Exactly. Yeah, but you got to, you know, right now he's just using you. The fact that he broke up with you, he could still sleep with you. He could still use you to take him around. You got to stop that. You got to let him know, like, look, like, oh, if it's over, it's over. I'm not driving you around. I, no, I'm not doing that no more. You find you find your new bitch to drive you now around. that I agree with. You got to set boundaries. And being that he don't want to be your man is certain... Um, Perks he don't get, so you can't be his Uber no more. Nope. You know what I'm saying? You can't give him the poom poom on demand no more. No poom more. Poom. You know what don't I mean? Don't cook for him. None of that stuff. He got to do all that on his own. Treat him like a roommate. That's right. That's it. Tell him. So I guess we roommates now. So treat him like a roommate. I don't have sex with my roommates. Either. He got to sleep on the couch. He can't sleep with you in the same bed. I don't drive my roommates to work. Sorry. That's right. Okay. All right. You ain't gonna listen. You gonna sleep with him tonight. You better listen. No. Watch. I'm listening. All right, mom. You gonna sleep with him tonight? Don't lie. Good luck. I'm not. I'm gonna listen. All right. Good well, luck. give us. I want. I want you to call us back next week and tell us how this went, please. Now, hello. Who's this? It's Erin. Hey, Mama. What's up? Ask C and E. Yes, I have a question. I want to know: Do I have a right to be mad, or am I being petty? Uh, me and my fiance, we've been together for five years, and we've been literally every whole holiday together. Like, we don't even have to have a conversation about it; it's just automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year for Easter, he just told me two days ago that he was going to church and then work. 
Without you? And it's like very last minute. <laughs> so, so he told you. He's, he's very organized, very prompt. He is very, very organized. How long y'all been together? Five years. Five, Five years. years. So wait a minute. So you said he's going to church, and going to work, hanging out with his family, and didn't tell you and invite you? Yes, I was talking about it the other day, trying to see what I was going to wear to church, and he was like, "Oh no, I'm going to church, and then I'm going to work." Well, listen, Damn. he's making a he's 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 doing something he really shouldn't be doing right now. He's breaking a rule. A rule is spending holidays with his side chicks. His side chick invited him to church on Sunday, and he's going with her. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It sounds kind of odd that he's not taking you to church and not taking you to work when you've been together five years. You've been doing everything with him, and now all of a sudden he doesn't want to go yes. with you. I'm sorry to say mm -hmm. that. He he might he might have another family on the side, Mom. No, I don't think he got another family because y'all been together five years. But he has been with this side chick for way too long, and he's getting too close to her, and he's going with her to church on Sunday. You go to church on Sunday. You make sure you take your ass to church with him on Sunday. And you're going to find him Easter egg hunting with another family, and you're going to have a fit. Well, but he don't want me to come. Well, you better go. What that mean? You got a car. I don't know. You got Uber. Yes. You got money. You better pop up at that church, if you know what, what I know. That's right. Pop up at that church the way Jesus popped up on Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> okay. All right. Good luck, and, and tell us how it works out. Okay. Thank you. All right, see that? We helping lives. I love it. S, C, and E. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's that time again. Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick, pick it, it up. up. It's time to ask C, and E. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy. Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask C, and E. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is CC. Hey, CC. What's your say. question for C and E? Say, say. What's up, y'all? I made it through the other day, and I, the phone got disconnected. I just want to let y'all know that. So okay. I guess I'll ask y'all about the topic we discussed the other day because I was saying that I felt like I have not been dated the way that I feel like I should. Oh, I remember you. You said you wanted to go to uh, McDonald's and um, somewhere else. McDonald's, yeah. Oh, you said you were going to take me to Cracker Barrel, and I told you it. You could at least because you are you you started you started you started the bidding at McDonald's. You did start the bid at McDonald's, and I no, told you you need better no, for yourself. That was that other lady that, no, that was that lady that her cousin tried to hook up with. Oh, oh yeah, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Don't put me on that scale, y'all. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So what's your question, Mama? What's your question? I my question is how do you how do you like put up a bar to basically. Stop harnessing people's potential when they're not good for you. Like, it's basically toxic, but you feel like you see good in them, so you stick around because you want to nurture the good in them. Man. How do you change your frame of thinking or you start, what makes you snap out of it? You start off by looking in the mirror and saying, nigga, please. And you remember one thing, just because, uh, some, just because somebody does something good for you doesn't mean they are good for you. So I don't, I don't know about that whole I see the good in them but you know them. but they don't they don't they, they're not good to me like no if they're not good to you they're not good yeah, bye so, sometimes it's as easy that's, as letting it go that's a common situation though that's common where people will basically settle and I guess that, that is truly like just settling and they know they need more or they know they're worth more why are you settling boo yeah you don't have to settle I think I feel like a lot of times with me, I work a lot, a whole lot, like an average of like 62 hours a week. And I don't go many places to like really meet many faces. 
So when I do come in contact with somebody and I feel like I like them, which is rare for me to do, like absolutely like somebody uh, like that. Oh, Lord. I would, I would just tell you, Mama, Mama, Mama you never Christ. have to settle. You shouldn't have to settle because if you're settling, it, it's, you're always... Uh, letting things go. She right? ain't You're being honest with me. Somebody else, huh? She ain't telling us about how good the penis is. That's all this is about. This man is knocking no, you. No, this this no. man got your no, toes curling. Yes, it is. I know what I got. Huh? I know what I got. So it's not about the penis. I don't believe it's you. Definitely not about the penis. Uh, so, you don't have to believe me, baby. You ain't had well, it, well, it, believe me. well, is the penis good? I mean, I've had... A few good penises in my life. <laughs> I ain't asked you that. I said, is this one good? Oh, I ain't got one right now. So I what is she talking about? I want, no, I've, I've settled, okay? I'm not settling right now, but I want to avoid settling. But you, you settled in the past. Time, and Charlamagne was saying you can't let the penis talk for you. You can't let it be all about the penis. It has to be about the person. And don't oh, try no, to change not. somebody. If they show you who you are, <laughs> believe them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the penis. People mama. always want to get mad at persons, places, oh. and things, but they don't never mention penises. <laughs> All right, penises is it's in the mix here. Penis. Why you want to talk about penis? <laughs> it ain't about the penis with me. Okay, I'm not a penis type person because I know my skill set. Therefore, any penis that comes in contact with me is gonna have good. Okay, yeah, okay. But we just making sure that you're just not settling for the penis because you said you settling. And if you're settling, there got to be a reason why you're settling. If they're not treating you well and it ain't the no. penis, then what is it? Sometimes, I, I don't know, I feel like if if there are certain things within them that I haven't gotten from somewhere else, I feel like that's a relatability and I kind of stick around to see where it goes. Then it'll go too far and my heart is kind of in it. At that part, at that point in time, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, and then I you don't want to let go. I get it. Like, you, you put your heart into it, and then you feel like you, you're connected to the person, and you love them, and you feel yeah. like if you let them go, it's like you know, it, it's they right, right. But you, and the man probably got a good jaw game, so you don't want to just let that go away to somebody else. Um, no, honestly, I feel like a lot of men lack in that department, even though they might feel like they want. I got you. I got you. Charlamagne <laughs> understands that. But what, what I would do is, is like what we said from the door. I mean, from the door, if, if you feel like you have to change somebody to make them better, you might not have to put that work in. You might want to try to find somebody that's already done the work on themselves. Because a lot of times these brothers haven't done the work on themselves and it ain't up to you to change them. And you shouldn't have to be putting that predicament. Now, if you just chasing penis, that's something different. You know, you're talking to her about a hypothetical man that she don't even have. <laughs> I've been checked out of this conversation, ma'am, because I thought you called in here talking about a particular human. Huh? No, why it gotta be? No, no, it's not about a particular human because I want to change me as a human, so I'll pick the wrong human. That's right, and that's all you okay. need to be working on: working on changing yourself and being a uh, focus on being what it is that you want to attract, and that's it. Because right now we talking to you about ghosts, because you ain't got nobody. Ghosts with penises. <laughs> ghosts with penises. <laughs> we talking about the spirits of penises past right now, ma'am. Okay. Mom, you have a you have a good weekend and um good luck with the with the with the penis you know situation for the weekend man it's gonna be a long weekend. God bless you, Queen. Thank you. Bless y'all too. It's okay to say thanks for nothing. <laughs> it's okay to tell us thank you for nothing. Thanks for absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm trying to help people here. I thought she was talking about a real person. Once I find out she ain't talking about nobody real, what we discussing here? Hypothetical. Hey, no, I don't got time for hypotheticals. Life is too short for hypotheticals. Right, Let's deal with reality. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, but I also want to tell people, man, make sure you go and pre-order Invisible Generals by Doug Melville. Doug Melville is my guy. Invisible Generals is uh, one of the next books coming out on my book imprint, uh, Black Privilege Publishing, via Simon & Schuster. And, you know, what I love about having a book imprint is we're able to tell uh, stories, especially stories about these hidden figures in our culture. And Invisible Generals is the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., a father and son who helped integrate the American military and create the famous Tuskegee Airmen. So it'll be out November 7th uh, of this year, but you can pre-order right now wherever you, you buy books, man. So go to Barnes & Nobles, go to Amazon, and pre-order Invisible Generals by my guy, Doug Melville, okay? Okay, now the positive note is simply this, man. Be humble and never think that you are better than anyone else. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.